0: Fox now being pressured by Norman Powell. Gives it up to Barnes, steps into a three, and he bangs home another triple. Fox puts it on the floor, draws a double-team, gives to Holmes, swings it out the heel, kicks to the corner, Barnes wide open. He's got another triple, his sixth three-pointer in this corner. Double-team, gives to Holmes, back out to Fox, swings to the corner, there's Barnes wide open. He's got a career-high eighth three-pointer of the ball game. Kings lead 120-114. to Thirty-four points also equals a career high for Harrison Barnes.
1: I tell you, I don't know where Chris finds this. I get a text from Chris earlier in the day. It says I literally have the greatest song ever for Harrison Barnes. Fire Falcon is that the title of this? Fire Falcon by whom? Uh, by Mickey Turner. And we don't know the story behind it. You try to do some digging and searching. can find and, anything. But it's perfect. He's it's a, absolutely perfect for Harrison Barnes. He's a fire falcon last night. He was on fire, and he's the falcon. He had his career best game, still one of the most underappreciated Sacramento Kings. I think that they've ever been here. Harrison Barnes, uh, a couple years ago when the extension went out, oh, my goodness, you're going to pay Harrison Barnes this much? And at the time, I, uh, you know, look, a lot. all this is a ton of money. we got to put that in perspective. But I said, look at the results you're getting. A reliable professional. And then also what's happened is he's had some of the best years of his career here. He was really good last year. And the Kings had, uh, have had a major issue really since Peja and our test. And Rudy Gay, I would say to an extent, at that small forward position. And then here comes Harrison Barnes and just solidifies it more times than not. And, and you know, I don't know. It's not meant to be a slam sometimes. Oh, he's just solid. He's professional. These are compliments. And last night, he was spectacular. And the way he went about the game, he was the one attacking and getting to the free throw line early, making his free throws too at 8 of 9, and then the third quarter was ridiculous. I mean, he had 8 of 11 threes, career high, 8 made threes, career high, 36 points. He was sensational. He was absolutely sensational. Kings had 3 over 20. You go Holmes with 21 and 11 Fox with 27 points, five boards, eight assists, and then Harrison Barnes led the way with 36. You also got 17 off the bench from Buddy Heald, and the Kings start one and o. Oh. Uh, it was great to catch up with head coach of the Kings, Luke Walton. Hopefully, you enjoyed that conversation, and Coach will join us each and every week here on KHDK. And if you ever miss any conversations or anything we do on the show, certainly go back to KHDK.com to our podcast right there, and you can uh, catch up on everything you missed. Uh, anytime kind of on your time when you want to hear this stuff so uh, we appreciate uh coach Walton so let's get into some of the other details of the game last night um more on kind of the King's perspective and how this really went Let, let's kind of stick there still with uh with Harrison Barnes as he was so good we just asked coach about him but let's hear some of their uh teammates let's start with Rashawn Holmes on Harrison Barnes big night
2: I mean, it was fun to be a part of, fun to see. You know, uh, Harrison, everybody on the team, until, you know, he's always putting his work in. You know, he's getting his work in early, late. So we expect that from him. The amount of work he puts in, you know, we expect nothing less from him. He can be that type of player for us every night, without a doubt. And we had an ultimate trust in him.
1: I think that's also the other part of where you can see how this team can get better. I think a lot of nights it's going to be Fox. Um, Harrison's more than capable. Holmes was great. Then you look at the other pieces. Um, you nobody can carry a game. Terrence Davis, all of his looks were open. He can get crazy hot. He was not yesterday. Dame Lillard was not. That happens. You you're not going to have a game. The Kings played nine players where we're saying, man, all nine guys were great. That's pretty rare. Someone's going to be slightly off. In just that's just the way the sport works. Otherwise, you're winning, you know, one sixty to seventy five. That just doesn't happen. Um, but collectively to have multiple people that can hurt you makes you better. I think offense will still be a strength, though they are focusing so much on their defense. And let's kind of stick with that thing here and more from some of the players. How about uh, De'Aaron Fox, who was asked why he thinks the defense will be better this year?
3: I think, you know, the, the attention to detail that we paid into, like uh, just coming into training camp, obviously that's, that's what we knew we needed to, to be better at. Um, obviously, over the course of a season, you want to continue to get better at that. But, um, you know, seeing what we did last year offensively and what we what we could do, uh, that's I think a lot of guys had time to think about that over the summer. And obviously, we, we've added, you know, Davion and, and TT and, and, uh, and Alex and these guys that are good defenders, are, are good defenders in this league. Um, so I think that's I mean, that's pretty much what it was, it's just the mentality, being able to be locked in for for a full game. I think we came out today and we hit them first, but we have to be able to keep delivering, keep delivering blows. I mean, you know, there are times there, where we probably should have been up 20 points in the game. Shouldn't have even got that close, um, but we have to be better at finishing. And I think it starts with the defense.
1: It does. And I think, you know, there, again, there's different times kind of like we just talked about with coach Walton, where they did show signs and there was a couple, you know, Portland's good. This is a, a team that has the longest playoff streak going while the Kings have the longest playoff drought, uh, it's an experienced team of Covington, Nurkic, McCollum, Lillard, and Powell. They all played together at the end of the year. In between Nurkic, McCollum, and Lillard, they played a ton together. And so, and what the Kings forced Portland to do was maybe a little bit something, in, in hearing some of the postgame comments from Chauncey Billups, something they didn't want to do. He was forced to bring Damian Lillard back in the game. He wanted to rest Lillard more. Lillard did not play a lot of preseason basketball. Well, by the end of the night, nobody played more minutes than Damian Lillard in the entire game. He played 40-plus minutes, 40 minutes and 15 seconds in a game where he sat a little bit in the second quarter, but the game started to go a little south on them there. And then the second half, I think he sat for – he Chauncey Phillips said, I couldn't wait any longer. That lead was 18, and there was just a couple of opportunities that it felt like the Kings could have knocked him out, knocked him out. They weren't quite there, and they were taking a few more punches, and then Portland was the desperate team. And when you're the desperate team and you're that aggressive, I thought there were some calls that the Kings just did not get at the end. That if there's more free throws there, stopping the Blazer momentum, keeps that lead a little bit more comfortable. Just didn't happen, but the Kings found a way uh, to get through that. But defense, 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 and let's hear more of that thought from uh, Rashawn Holmes post game, who was a big anchor to the middle for the defense.
2: I think, you know, we've been... Talking about stacking days, you know, uh, in training camp, just continuously stacking days, you know, putting good defensive performances together, you know, whether it's in practice, preseason, and now as we into the regular season, just continuing to string along those good defensive possessions. And, uh, you know, I feel like it's in everybody's mind, you know, we want to guard. We don't want to let our offense dictate the defense. That's that's what we want to be our identity. We want to go out there and guard, lock in for 48 minutes and uh, continue to get better at it.
1: Yeah, I just love watching him play. I, I think that what was interesting, I, I I was not really, to be honest with you, that impressed with Rashawn Holmes' preseason until the fourth game. It was a reminder, man, against the Lakers, he was just so good, so sharp. And here's now it starts, bright lights, first game. How are you at 7 o'clock on the opener? He was great, great. He hit that three uh, in desperation. He missed one shot. His last shot was good at the good enough at the line rebounded, protected the rim there with 11, two assists, one steal, two blocks, and they don't run a single play for him. They don't have to. The push shot, running the floor, that's the other thing the Kings did great in the game, fast break points, 20-2 to in favor of Sacramento. And one of the things we said during the broadcast last night was, it's amazing how much better your offense can look or your pace or your fast break when you get stops. I said that. Yeah, and you get stops in the first half they were getting those stops and they were moving the ball and they were getting up and down the floor and they built that 18 point lead but here comes the run here comes portland and so things still need to get better but they did find a way to hang on and win here's uh fox talking about how they uh, were able to get out of there with the w
3: and definitely and especially on the road you know it i mean they got loud He got he got really loud in here and uh you know, they were feeding off that, but for us to be able to stay together and to never lose the lead, like, I don't, I don't even know if we, got, I don't, were we ever down? I don't, I don't remember. I don't even know if we were down this game, but for us to be, you know, up close to 20, you know, with the, with the, with the type of firepower they have for them to come back, I think, get it to a one point game and for us to still not lose the lead uh, was definitely a big step for us. And it's something that we know we have to do going forward because we've definitely <laughs> lost some leads before.
1: Well, it was interesting what Coach Walton just told us on his show that uh, they did think about fouling, but the danger there of fouling with Mo Harkless on Dame Lillard. Dame's so good that he's he can convince the refs that he's shooting because he can shoot from just about anywhere. So they did let him fire. It was a deep shot. He missed it. He stayed uh, 0 for 9. And I think De'Aaron's right. A lot of times, and this happens in the league, you know it now, if you follow basketball, especially in the last five years with the advent of how many threes are taken, 20-point leads will go. They will evaporate fast. And the Kings had an 18-point lead, I think, as late as about uh, eight minutes ago, somewhere in that range, and should feel safe. But free throws, some threes, some missed opportunities by the Kings. There was just a couple minutes of stagnant offense, and then all of a sudden that thing's under single digits, and, and you have to, have to worry about it. And, and I think about a couple of things late. I, I thought one of the best plays they did, potentially in my mind, was getting the ball to Tyrese Halliburton. I could not believe he kind of lost the handle, looked unsure of himself, a little disarray. Then Dame gets another quick two, and now I'm thinking, uh-oh, wait a minute, the Kings, they might actually lose this game. The way they were playing, it just was they was falling apart late. But they did find a way; they did still get it done. And as De'Aaron said, yeah, they never lost the lead. Their largest deficit, I think, was right at the beginning. That th- uh, three-pointer to start the game was three nothing uh, by Covington, and that was their largest deficit. Kings led by as much as eighteen. Let's hear more from Rashawn Holmes on how they uh, stuck with this game.
2: I think it's just, like I said, mentally. It's a mental thing. You know, it's things that we had from last season that we wanted to lock in on. And, you know, closing out games is one of them. And, you know, they got great players on that team. You know, Dane, CJ, Nurkic, other guys. You know, they're going to make runs. You know, good teams are going to make runs. And we can't put our heads down. I think the biggest difference this uh, this game, we didn't put our heads down. We expected to win the game. We expected to make the plays to win the game. And we were able to do that.
1: Yep, it was well deserved. I'm glad they got the reward of that. One more thing from Fox, then from De'Aaron on what has to still get better now, um, even after the first win of the year.
3: You know, for us, just in that whole second half defensively, um, we didn't do what we did in the first half, and it was being it was us being disruptive and um, you know just trying to make them miss shots. You know? And in that second half, I think we scored 36 and 36 in both quarters. Obviously, the third quarter, you know, we scored 38, but you know we're not. Uh, trying to rely on our offense, you know, rely on scoring 40 points in a quarter to win a ball game. Um, and that second half, we just we didn't do what we did in the first half. Uh, we, we have to be better at that. All
1: right. So things to improve on, things they can improve on, and things they will improve on as the season rolls along. Some other notes from the game. We mentioned it earlier. Uh, Buddy Hield tied Page Stojakovic for the most made threes all time in the Sacramento era. Needs another one, though, to stand alone. He went 4 of 7, 5 of 9 from the game, from the floor, I should say. Had a really smart and sound game. 17 points, 6 rebounds, made the right plays. Uh, I think his only, as we would say, thirsty shot was after he tied the record. Then he threw just a lead balloon up there, his worst shot of the night. But he, he wanted to break the record. I think it all played out well, though. He's going to get a chance to do that in front of the home crowd. Here's a Buddy on tying Peja.
4: Yeah, you know, it's a blessing, you know, like I always say coming from where I come came from and uh you know, uh like I he keep telling the story over and over but like being a guy from the Bahamas, you know, everything, uh come to Sacramento be Page's talking bracket record, you know, uh it's a blessing, he's, he's humble. Uh you know, uh Pedro taught me a lot. Uh for this game time he's been in Sacramento and I'm uh, blessed. And, uh you know uh just like I said, keep writing, writing money in the history books, in uh Sacramento history books. And, uh, you know, I can't see what I got what in store for this year and uh, many more years to come, sure.
1: Well, and as we said earlier for Buddy, who I'm sure wants to start, he played almost 31 minutes off the bench. It's a good role for him. He's handled that well. I mean, Tyrese started and played 28 minutes. You look at the rookie, Davion Mitchell, off the bench, played 24 minutes and had that uh, moment that all NBA players will remember.
0: Back to Mitchell, changes directions, open,
1: 18-footer left wing. There's his
0: first NBA regular season basket in a Sacramento Kings uniform. Davion Mitchell makes it 107-93.
1: I really love watching him play. Had a quiet offensive night as far as offensive production. His only made basket his first of his career, missed a couple of looks at threes, but uh, defended well Is a positive asset out there for the team and did his job when he could on McCollum on Lillard try to make it more difficult on those guys. And those guys obviously are gifted guards, but he did a nice job there. All right. So we've kind of heard from the King's perspective on this night. So what about Portland? So Portland's a team that has the longest playoff streak going, certainly in the West. They have a good team uh, starting five. That's pretty familiar to that fan base and everybody. Norman Powell's the newest piece to that puzzle. What you would say most people would think the Blazers would be favored, the better team coming in. Uh, I like the Kings bench better than I do like Portland's bench, but, you you know, Dame and CJ are terrific. Let's hear from Dame about this game. This is an interesting quote, I think, because this, this takes you in to not only his mindset, but a great player, what they're thinking as the game is going on. Because much like I told you earlier, when Halliburton lost the ball, Dame got it, laid it up. The Kings are still ahead, but you start to do time and score, and what could possibly happen? Well, Dame, even on the off night he was having, said this.
2: When I laid it up, I looked at Luke. He called timeout. I was like, all right, we down one. We're going to foul. It's 11 seconds left. They're going to make one and miss one, and I'm going for game. Like That's literally on my way to the bench. That was what I thought in my head. Like We're going to foul. They're going to give us one. And then they won't be in position to foul us to make us go to the line, and I'm going to go for game, and that's going to be my 1-3. So, I mean, that was what I thought in my head, but it didn't go that way.
1: So. Yeah, I love his perspective, though, but that's the way you got to think. And that's why I asked Coach if you wanted to foul. Were you thinking about fouling? And I'm almost guaranteeing, Chris, don't you think most people that were listening to the game or watching the game are going, he's going to make this.
4: Well, you said that he's got to think that way. That's what we all thought.
1: Right. Yeah, it's not like hey this is what he has to, he thinks it. We thought it because we've there's too many great players in the league that have done this and he's one of them. And he's done it a lot. He also was asked about that because he did it last year. He was referring to a game uh, in Chicago where it was actually worse. There was less time and they were down 5 and he said, "Look, I'm going to make a 3, but we can't foul. Let's try to get a jump ball." Well, the scenario was he made a three. They didn't. They tried to create a jump ball situation. They didn't foul. They got a strip through it back to Dame. He made another three, and they won by one.
4: I guess that's what makes him one of the seventy-six greatest NBA players of all time. What oh, did you add? One. They added one.
1: They did they really? There was a tie
4: in voting. So the top seventy-five NBA players has seventy-six players. Okay, in
1: don't say. So are we to assume the seventy-fifth and now seventy-sixth person tied?
4: I would, assume, yeah, yeah, you would assume so. Okay.
1: Has that been revealed who that is or who those are? I don't think that's going to come out. It's just there's 26 yeah. people released today. That's weird. That's weird. And one for next year.
4: And the 77th is Doug Christie. <laughs> they didn't want to release that. No, no.
1: In our hearts, he's number one. He is number one. So, Dame, yes, it was tough for him. He scored 20, had 11, six, uh, 11 assists, six boards. That's what a great player can still get you, a good stat line, but missed all those threes. How about Chauncey Billups post game talking about uh, the game last night?
2: You know we got to a to a tough start and uh, just kind of fighting uphill the whole game. You know, um, but I, I thought we played really hard, man. I thought we played hard. We gave ourselves a chance to win. At the end, we played hard enough to win. We just didn't play quite smart enough to win. Um, but you give them credit, man. They made shots. Um, I mean, Harrison Barnes was. He was fantastic. He really was. He he made us pay every time we made a mistake.
1: I think he wanted to say, Chris, he was fire, fire Falcon, fire Falcon. Yeah. Um, but he's and right in the night sky. Yes, he's right. The Kings made them work, made it hard. And not only made it hard, the Kings got to win. And I think if you look at the way they got into the paint, dictated the terms of the game more than Portland did. And then when people look at the second half defense, there was some slippage, some let down there, but You can still see the core principles of what they've worked on are in place. And this is a team that's down 18 at home that's going to make a charge. And they certainly did. But at least it didn't go all the way and tip over to the other side. When what would have been a bad loss? That really would have been based on the way they played, based on how much of a lead they had for the entirety of the game. But in this case, they don't have to worry about it. It is a W for the Sacramento Kings and a really, really nice way to start the win. Uh, start the season so some things to to think about uh, other areas to improve we we mentioned the rebounding the Kings were only out rebounded uh, by a total of six I think that's a a workable enough margin especially when they're going to play small but the Blazers are kind of a smaller team too in a sense of playing Norman Powell along with uh, Covington then slides to the four and then you go with Dame and CJ um, they can get a little bigger when they come in with some of the guys off the bench. But I thought the Kings handled all of that. And if you look at the fringes of the rotation, Coach Walton went to nine. Uh, The least amount of minutes went to Terrence Davis, as we mentioned earlier. Most all of his looks were open. He just didn't convert them. Um, The next lowest minutes, Tristan Thompson. And then you got production of 30 minutes and 24 from Davion Mitchell. We didn't see Marvin Bagley. We didn't see Alex Lynn. I think two other candidates that could be in the mix on certain nights. Uh, They just weren't. Last night. So, for them to handle the nature of the road, also as G Man described in the the final call, and all the years the Kings have been there in Sacramento, year 37, they've won just 13 times in Portland. That's it. That's awful. (laughs) That is awful. And Portland's been a good team. But remember, there's a run in there where the Kings were a great team. Not enough years. But in the history of this team, since 85 to now, 13 wins in Portland. That's really bad. But they got one last night, a quality win, a good start. And when we said at the beginning, man, the schedule up front is tough. And it is. Utah tomorrow in the home opener, Warriors Sunday, the sun's right after that. But if they're going to get to places that they think they can get to, it shouldn't matter who you're playing. Play your way, play your style, believe in it, and go after it. And then when it doesn't go your way, which will happen, how do you regroup? How do you get out of that loss? Like Portland, hearing their universal sound coming from, from uh, Coach Billups, from Dame, from Nurkic, all the guys that were talking post game, they don't seem to be phased at all, and they shouldn't be. Now, if it starts to go in a two, three, four game losing streak, you get a little concerned. But it's the first game; it's it's an easier target. It's it's great to say you're one and zero, oh, and for the Blazers, now they have to, to try to get a couple wins to get over five hundred. But it's a long, long way to go. I just think they're better set up for the Kings. Roles have been defined. The continuity we've talked about, I really like the position they're in. And even what Coach Walton said at the end of our uh, interview last hour, it's going to be different with Utah, not just on personnel, but different style, the way they play. Some things to watch last uh, tomorrow. I, I gave you that fast break stat, 20-2. to two. Watch tomorrow. Anytime the Kings get a stop or a long rebound and a quick run out, The last person on defense for the Jazz will foul. They'll just stop the break. They'll give that foul. They'll have that take foul where if Fox is on the move, whoever, whatever guard has it and looks like they're going to go, that that guard in the backcourt, Conley, Mitchell, whoever's back there, is going to grab the Kings player with the ball and just foul him. They don't want you to get that run out. They don't want you to get those easy two points, a dunk, whatever it might be. They are going to stop that. So teams have different styles. That's one of the things Quinn Snyder and the Jazz have done. They do not want you to give the easy run out. Now, can you get that a couple of times where you get into the bonus? And so every time they do that, all right, take two free throws. Can you make them? Kings did a good job of that last night for the most part, 23 of 29, which was uh, just over 79%. All right, thanks again to Coach Walton uh, for joining us in the last hour. Still more to get to. Chris mentioned the final 25 or 26 players were released today for the NBA's all 75 great players. We'll tell you about that. Talk a little bit more about the Kings and Jazz. And, of course, coming up at the top of the hour, it's Thursday night football, the Broncos and the Browns. We are back with more right after this on Sports Forty KHDK. They're gonna play this one night at the arena, Chris? They have to. Yeah. We need to find out who this is. Okay, I feel like this was performed probably more recently, but is this just screaming 80s right now? So that's what it is. I found out this person's spoof?
4: I think so. Okay. So I found this person's website. What the, the singer's website. It's they say like 1987 album. But oh. all these songs have come out in 2020 and 2021. <laughs>
1: Well, it does feel 80s, but it does feel appropriate. The Fire Falcon. I'm still doing some research on it. Okay, this. We'll learn more, but I'm glad we debuted it. Glad we got to hear that all pieced around. Some great calls by G-Man describing the career-high night from Harrison Barnes, who went for the 36 points, nine rebounds, two assists, two steals, no turnovers. 36 points, by the way, amongst all the other things that Harrison Barnes did so well last night. Career highs, we mentioned career-high threes, career-high points. The best night ever, opening night for a Sacramento King. Reggie Theus had the old number of 33 points. Harrison Barnes now has the best opening night by any king in king's history at 36. So pretty cool for him. All right, uh, want to jump back into here because we've spent a lot of time on the kings and we certainly will tomorrow as well. Um, On some of the things we were talking about earlier, some of the audio we were playing about Ben Simmons, and the Philadelphia 76ers. We kind of had to cut it short because we were getting ready to talk to Coach Walton, so we we transitioned there. I want to get back to what Daryl Morey had said about Ben Simmons, about the situation, and where they are right now.
0: Right now, any sort of trade, which obviously Ben Simmons wants, uh, the best thing we can do is get role players back. Um, That makes no sense. That will give us no better chance to win the title if we were to move Ben Simmons for role players. So people should buckle in. I mean, this this could, this is going to go a long time because our, our only task, my only job is to help us give the best chance to win the title. Uh, ben Simmons is a difference maker, so if we can get him back, he will help us win the title. If we can trade Ben Simmons for a difference maker, we will do it. I think that's best for everyone in this situation.
1: I'm sure it is. It's best for you. Uh, ben Simmons wants to be elsewhere, maybe ultimately be best for him. But if that could have been the case, it would have already been done. I think you asked for too much at the beginning. Now you're in a spot of weakness in this potential move. And yeah, you could say buckle up and yeah, Philadelphia can go on. But I think you need to get those difference making players. And Ben Simmons is one of them. But there is no way to me it looks like he's going to play for you guys. So you have to speed this process up and find a way to find that willing trade partner and maybe take a little bit less than you want. Otherwise, you're going to be sitting in this situation and just simmering in it for a while. Here's more from Maury.
0: And we know that any trade that doesn't bring a difference maker back for Ben Simmons is a bad move for us to win the title. It doesn't matter if his, whatever trade value is, that's a nebulous concept that I don't even accept. <laughs> if it's, But let's say it's true. If his trade value is higher, lower, medium, left, right, up, down, it doesn't matter unless... Unless a difference maker comes back for Ben Simmons, our our chance to win the title will go down. So our best chance right now is to essentially trade for Ben Simmons every day, put him on this team, and hope today is the day that he decides to show up and help us win basketball games. And until that time, like, that is our best path to winning the championship.
1: Well, I also wonder what are they doing on that part of the path? Because that is a part of what could be a solution. Sure does not look like it's gonna <clears throat> excuse me, gonna happen. Teammates apparently aren't really talking to him, though they've tried. He doesn't seem interested. You gotta have two ways, right, to communicate. Um So, how long are we looking at here? A game, a couple games, a week, trade deadline, A month, Christmas? Here's what he said.
0: You're going to think I'm kidding. I'm not. This can be four years. Like, the the, the conditions that I'm pointing out to you don't change. Unless Ben Simmons is traded for a difference maker, we're in the prime of Joel's career. We have to get back either Ben Simmons playing well for us, who helps us win the championship, or we have to get back a difference maker for Ben Simmons, or this could be four years from now, and we're still like, hey, we took the best shot at it we could, so this could be four years. This is not a day-to-day. This is like every day we're going to expect them to be back here or we're trading them for a difference maker. There's no other outcome that doesn't materially hurt our chance to win the championship in Joel Embiid's prime.
1: Four years? Get out of here. There's no way. There's no way. I know there's there's posturing here. There's people talking to make movement happen. What's the movement? What's the agenda? What does Maury want? He says it in there. He wants either Ben Simmons to play for them or to get a difference maker in return. It's not lasting four years. Our attention span is so short right now. Look at this Kings roster. Who's been on this team for four years? Buddy and Fox. That's it. The league turns over so fast. So fast. Um, We will have forgotten about Ben Simmons if he is not dealt and not playing in a year, a year and a half, it won't take that long or shouldn't take that long. What is their better path to resolution? And this is what Maury is trying to get to, but how hard are they working? What are the offers they're getting? Are they that embarrassing? Is there something that I know he's so enamored with his talent, and he should be, but you may not be able to get the exact difference maker back in return. Can you get the fit, though? Not, not just caving, not taking role players, but can you get someone that turns into a future difference maker or is on the cusp of being that or a couple of pieces with a future draft pick that makes you better? I just think there's other ways to do it. Um, and out of necessity, will they be forced to do it? I, I really don't know where the finding will go on Ben Simmons on his money. Um, His attitude, his approach today, I guess the word was he was able to do a separate workout from the team, but then deemed he had a back issue. It's just such a mess. It is an absolute mess there. It doesn't sound appealing, doesn't sound fun. And I'm glad Maury finally talked. He did it on the radio there in Philadelphia. But he should have probably been talking to the massive media that the players and Doc Rivers have had to talk about. Here's more uh, about Doc defending Simmons.
0: Look, I think, the best organizations, you know, take you know, go back and say, what could we have done better? I will say Doc Rivers defended Ben Simmons more than any human on earth, maybe ever. And uh if someone wants to interpret one comment in a way that you know, one comment out of ten thousand, I don't think that's very fair to the organization or Doc Rivers. I okay. uh, you know, no one's been more in Ben Simmons corner than Doc Rivers and Ben Simmons knows that. Uh, To me, it's all some sort of like, you know, pretext to do something larger, you know, by, by his agents or something. I don't, uh, we don't even like get into the game playing. Uh, We know that the best thing, we are taking the best path. And to the people who say like, you should have handled it better, fair comment. Which thing would you
1: like us to handle better? All of it. (laughs) All of, all parts of it. Yes. Ben, too. And then this isn't to um, say Ben's not at fault here. You want to see the professional nature. I actually was quite surprised when the word came out of that one weekend where Clutch Sports and Ben said he's coming to Philadelphia. They, they're, at least he's going to come. He's going to show up. Got the COVID test. I think there was just a lot of surprise. There wasn't great communication there because Philly seemed to be a little bit shocked by that. But I thought, okay, well, good for you. Uh, at least you're showing Somewhere in your camp, someone's convinced you the best way to get this going is to get you guys together. Uh, Bringing them together hasn't been that great at all. Uh, Ben has not participated or looked like a willing participant. He does not want to be there. I don't think the players want him there. Doc's defended him some. He's also trashed him some. I don't know where this resolves. I think someone's going to ultimately have to cave, and I don't know who will cave first.
4: Did you see he put his house on the market? In Philly? Uh, New Jersey.
1: In New Jersey, okay. Yeah. Ben Simmons? Big House. Or Dale Murray? Is there, is there an extra little bungalow for Murray? I don't know. Yeah. Well, they say it's uh
4: could take four years to sell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Interesting developments there in Philadelphia. And, and of all the cities to do it in. I know, I know. And you know everybody's got opinions there on what, well, I who's mean, right, who's wrong, how it's being handled.
4: If he were to say they get everything behind them, like you know what, I'm coming in. I'm I'm doing my best to win this city a championship. That's why I'm here. Let's go. What is his reaction in the arena for his first game?
1: Um, I don't know Philly well enough. I still think he gets booed.
4: Booed, just relentless. Yeah,
1: and the game that he attempts to take some jump shots or or passes up on a shot or it is not. It's, it's relentless. Do, do you know when he gets cheered? I'm not sure.
4: If he makes a, a jump shot and it's just totally sarcastic. Yeah, like a Whoa! mocking cheer or a free throw. or Yeah. Um, What's, I don't think he will ever. I can't. See, <laughs> if he's going to continue in the NBA, I can't see him ever not being booed in Philadelphia.
1: Yeah, there was talk that I can't remember how many times it happened. Um, I mean, it hasn't been that long since Kyrie was out of. Cleveland, but he never, uh, excuse me, out of Boston, but he missed like the first three or four chances to play in the garden. And it's like, Hmm. And then he, then he was there. If I'm been, I don't even know if I, if you get traded to tomorrow to Orlando, it doesn't even matter who, I don't know if I go to play the games in Philly. I take that night off controlled rest off night, off night for sure. What a mess. What a mess. Glad it's better right now here in Sacramento. Certainly with the performance of last night and another opportunity tomorrow night for the home opener uh, for the kings and the jazz we'll talk more about that we got the crossover we'll wrap things up before we get you to thursday night football the broncos and the browns that's all coming up right here on sports 1140 khdk hey capital casino is back with indoor gaming and dining located inside at 411 north 16th street in downtown sacramento Coming up in a few moments, we're going to get you to Thursday Night Football. The Browns and the Broncos from uh, Cleveland, as uh, that one will have Case Keenum starting tonight instead of Baker Mayfield, who is out. Let's update you on a couple other things. Of course, tomorrow is the uh, home opener for the Sacramento Kings. We'll be out at the arena tomorrow for all of our broadcast there and game night and Kings Live, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Also, some other news today. Apparently, uh, we just played a bunch of stuff from Daryl Morey. The 76ers, Brass, and Simmons, according to reports, are going to meet on Friday. We'll see where that uh, progresses to. Also, I always love hearing this. Congress now is seeking information on the uh, Washington football team investigation. All right. Well, I knew there would be reporters and people that are really digging in on this story because after we heard about Gruden, everybody speculated, myself included, that there was much more. I still think there's much more. And then the, then the word came out, no, that was it. Not buying it.
4: Congress, that's probably issue number 133,482 you should be worrying about.
1: It's yeah, about right. I was thinking you were going 133,000. Yeah, probably true. Probably true, but something needs to happen. They need to uncover some more things there. Baseball tonight, only one game. Dodgers have to win. They are taking on Atlanta. That is at 5 8 for the first pitch as the Braves lead three games to one. One win away for moving on to the World Series. NBA, uh, they are three games tonight. We mentioned earlier the Clippers start their season. They're in San Francisco against the Warriors. The Bucs try to get to 2-0. They take on the Heat. That'll be in Miami. And right now, uh, let's see, Dallas in the first quarter leads Atlanta. Both teams starting their seasons. uh, 17-16, Mavs with the lead. Let's get some stats here. Luca five points, three boards, and an assist. And uh, Trey Young is yet to score. He's 0 for 4 uh, to start. Bogey leads the Hawks. He has six points on a couple of made threes. All right, we told you the uh, 75th anniversary teams were announced. 25 the first day, 25 the second day. And because of a tie... 26 more players announced today. So the 75th anniversary team has 76 players. Here's your last batch of players. Ray Allen, Carmelo Anthony, Elgin Baylor, Dave Bing, Kobe, Billy Cunningham, uh, Steph Curry, Anthony Davis, Dave DeBusher, LeBron James, Jason Kidd, Kawhi Leonard, Damian Lillard did make it, Pete Maravich, Bob McAdoo. Reggie Miller, Earl Monroe, Shaquille O'Neal, Gary Payton, Paul Pierce, Dennis Rodman, Dolph Shays, Dwayne Wade, Russell Westbrook, Lenny Wilkins, and Dominique Wilkins. So there's your last 26 of the 25. It's supposed to be, but there's a tie there. So congratulations to all 75. That was a good undertaking, it looks like. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen any reports yet or, or who are the ones on the outside looking in. And then you're in the spot where some people haven't played enough yet. But I'm glad a lot of current players are on this list, as they should be. So good to see there. All right, we got just about two minutes to go. Let's get the crossover from the morning show. What's happening on the Carmichael Dave Show? Let's Give find it. out right now with the crossover. You, Here's today's crossover. Crossover time. Jason Ross undefeated. In 2021-22 uh, season as he uh, on the radio broadcast team. Congratulations. Jason, we were just having this conversation. I'm going to ask you. Jay says that championship rings are outdated. We were talking about the Milwaukee Bucks championship ring. Jay said, why do we even do rings anymore? So my question is this, and it's not for Chris Verlad because I know what he's going to say. Give me one or two alternatives that you would love to see Instead of a championship ring, you would like to see a team winning a title get a championship blank. Why does he know what you're going to say? If he knew what you're going to say, he wouldn't. We talked about it the other day.
4: Yeah, he was probably listening.
1: You had a medal. I think it was a great idea. Um, The cool things, though, about that, I I did see it finally that it opens up. You can make it a a chain. There's a chain with a necklace. I think the QR code is brilliant that you can watch highlights from the championship run. Um, I, I'm trying to think realistically. I, I'm not a jewelry person. I don't know that I would w- ever wear any of that. Chris, your metal idea is great. What do you think about a watch? Like, I mean, the watch then could be over the top, be a, feel like this huge, like, seven-pound weight because of everything it has on it. It's still just demanding attention if you wear it. The rings are just ridiculous. But to me, I don't think it's a, a situation where anybody would wear these. It's just to know that you have it, you've earned it, and you put it on display somewhere.
4: Okay, I like that. A watch? watch.
1: Okay. Do you like that.
4: Hmm. I wonder, what's more, what if like, what's the digital art thing now? Uh,
1: something like that? Yeah. NFT? Yeah. Of How like... about a team's NFT? Okay. And you just own that. To, they give that to everybody. I think yeah. it feels like an add-on, like as well. There you go. Yes. <laughs> Wait, where is it? Um, they'll keep thinking of something. They'll keep thinking of something. But I thought that QR code with the highlights in the middle, or you know, the ability to to pull that up, really, really cool. Hopefully, we'll be talking about that someday. As Doug Christie said, Sacramento Kings NBA World Champions. Yeah. (laughs) Mark Spears, not believing yet, but we'll see. We'll see. All right, we're back tomorrow. We'll recap Thursday Night Football, update you on how it went for the Dodgers, and, of course, preview the Kings and the Jazz, the home opener. Those are always fun. We look forward to that tomorrow. Until then, enjoy Thursday Night Football. It's the Broncos and the Browns right here on Sports 1140 KHTK. See ya!